1: Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for grace working in us, for us, through us, and for us. Thank you tonight that your word comes with simplicity and with understanding. Thank you, Lord, that we are changed and transformed by the power of the anointed word. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Shout a better amen. Amen. Follow me is what you have been doing. Somebody say, follow me. In the book of Matthew, chapter eleven, verse twenty-eight, all the way to thirty, Jesus says something there. He said, "Come unto me, all ye that labour and I, heavy laden, and I will give you rest." Oh, you know it. Let's say it together. Come unto me, one go. Come unto me, all ye that labour and and I will. Okay, verse twenty-nine says. Take my yoke and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly, and you shall find rest for your soul. Take my yoke. Somebody say, Take my yoke. My yoke. Say, Take my yoke, my yoke. And, learn and, learn and learn of me. And learn of me, for I am meek, I am meek and, lowly. and lowly, and you shall find rest for your souls. So Jesus told us one of the that distinguishes him or describes him and that is the fact that he is meek somebody say he's meek, he's meek. and we are saying that if you are going to follow god we must learn to follow god as humble followers we must learn to follow god in humility jesus was a meek follower of the father so anytime his will and the father's will conflicted you saw him choose the father's will above his will as one who was a humble follower, the Father could send him. As one who was a humble follower, the Father could send him to do many things on his behalf. So we looked at being a humble follower. Somebody say, I'm a humble follower. A humble follower. Okay, so First Peter 5, verse 5 to 6. He says, likewise ye younger ones, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive one to another and be clothed with humility. Ask your neighbor, where is your garment of humility? Ask him, well, where is your garment of humility? Okay, in the time we wear the garment of humility, we are better placed to fellowship with one another. We are better placed to become good followers. We are better placed to enjoy fellowship with one another. We are better placed also to be able to lay a foundation for a glorious life in Christ. And then we are also better placed to enjoy intimacy with God. We become God's favorite. And then, of course, we said that it is critical for us to avoid a frustrated life. Jesus said, if you want to find rest for your soul, if you don't want to be restricted and frustrated in life, you need to be humble. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to be humble. Okay, and we started looking at uncommon attributes of a humble follower. If you're a humble follower, there are attributes that must set you apart. One of them is the fact that a humble follower thinks soberly of himself. Somebody say, a humble follower follower. thinks soberly of himself. himself. Number two, we said a humble follower is submissive to every God-ordained authority in his life. Let's say it together. A humble follower Number three, a humble follower is what? Number four, a humble follower number five, a humble follower is not easily offended and easily lets go whenever it comes. Number six, a humble follower receives God's word with are you ready to receive God's word with meekness tonight? Okay, number seven, a humble follower. All right, number eight. Okay, so that's what we looked at on Sunday about Joab and his inability to follow instruction and in the cause of it. We also saw Neyman struggle with following instruction, and he almost missed out on his miracle. And then, of course, we touch on a humble follower is sendable. Good. And then a humble follower is what? It's an excellent one. Ask your neighbor, are you a team player? Which position do you play? As the person. <laughs> Which position do you play? Which position do you play? When we're having the games, some people were playing some positions. They didn't know which position they were playing. Ask your neighbor which position do you play? Okay, the Bible says in Psalm 133, verse 1. It said, Behold, how good. Somebody said, Behold, how good. And how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in what? Unity. Every time there is unity, there is power. Power is released when we are united. And we said on Sunday that in life, all of us may start things alone, but as it grows, we need to work with people. Somebody say you must work with people. And that's something that we all need to learn to do. God will not have you do the thing he has assigned you to do alone. You need to work with teams. You have to. One of the Black Star teams that was a very powerful team many years ago was the team that was captained by Abedi Pele and Tony Yabua. Those guys were in the squad. Ask your neighbor, do you know Tony Yabua? <laughs> 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 they were very powerful guys. Squad. There was this one Frank Manqua, very short guy, but very sharp. sharp. Very very sharp. <laughs> <laughs> very, very sharp guys. Hey, Black Star is it, you know? <laughs> hey! <laughs> you see? <laughs> it was a very powerful team, but there was no team effort. They were skillful, individually skillful, but everybody wanted to show his level, so they were never able to cross over. The team that went to World Cup for the first time was well, not the best of teams, but they knew how to work together. Praise the Lord. When we are able to work together, we can achieve so much. But when we allow our skill, our unique talents and abilities to eat us up, and we are not able to join forces with other people, there is very little we can accomplish in life. And I pray that you will learn to work with others. Turn to your say, learn to work with others. Friction and power play is inevitable in every team. The wise management of it is what guarantees team success, not its absence. Somebody say friction, friction. and power play in power team. is inevitable in, team. In, every team. in every team. The wise management of it is what guarantees team success, not team. its absence. Yeah, you have to understand. Every team that you find yourself working on, this will come on every now and then. In the team of Christ, it was there. He said, who is the greatest amongst us? The disciples were always debating who is the greatest. So they were (laughs) fighting and forcing for positions of influence. Let me sit at your right hand. I mean, that friction was there. But they managed it well. Christ called them and managed it well. Paul wrote and told Apostle Paul, the sharpest. He at a point, he couldn't agree with uh, Barnabas concerning Mark. So they separated. But later on, they came together as he matured. So it's important that we learn to work with teams. Number 11, a humble follower seeks after God diligently. A humble follower is a diligent seeker. Ask your neighbor, are you a diligent seeker? You see, we live in times where a lot of people see God. But they seek him only when they are in trouble. Many people don't have a culture and the habit of seeking God consistently and continually. I like it when the king appeared to Daniel when he was in the lion's den. He said, Daniel has thy God whom thou severed continually been able to deliver thee. And he said, "O oh, king, rest your case. My God whom I serve has sent his angels and he has kept the mouth of lions from destroying me. Why? The secret was that he served God continually, he received grace to serve God continually. Yeah. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 10, verse 4, He said the wicked are too proud to see God. So when we don't have the habit of seeking God, it's an indication that we are walking in pride. Humble people see God. Humble people make time for God when they wake up in the morning. They open their lives and their plans to God. They seek God his mind, his will, his influence over their lives. That is a mark of humility. The Bible says the wicked are too proud to seek God. When you're making a decision, do you seek God? The Bible says in the book of 2 Chronicles 7.14, he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and do what? Seek my face. Humility always will bring you into seeking God. People who don't have time to pray, eh? you see, a wise man said, a day without prayer is a boast against God. You are telling God that you don't need him. You know your way around. And there is a way we seem it right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25, Proverbs 14, 12. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. So when you are not praying, you are simply saying it, you don't need God. You humble yourself and pray. Humble people pray. Turn to your neighbor and say, humble people pray. Yeah, because you see, when you lift up your voice and you are praying, you are simply acknowledging your dependence on God. The reason why you pray is because you know by strength you shall not prevail. It's not of him that will it, him that run it, but God that shows mercy. That's why we pray. We don't pray because we are strong. We pray because we admit we are weak. You understand what I'm saying? When you pray, you are simply saying you are weak. Without God, you can't do much for yourself. That's why you pray. The moment you fail to pray, you are simply saying you are self-sufficient. And the book of 2 Corinthians says that we don't think that our sufficiency is of ourselves, our sufficiency is of God. That's what is critical. Look at Luke chapter 12, verse 15. One man who never sought God, he said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life, somebody say a man's life, A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses. Then he began to speak. He said, then he spoke a parable to them saying, the ground of a certain rich man ye plentifully. And he thought within himself saying, what I shall do since I have no room to store my crops.' So he said, I will do this. He thought within himself saying, what shall I do? That's number one since I have no room to store my crops. The second eye, go there, number 18. So he said, I will do this. Third eye, I will pull down for my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my and my and I will say to my oh, say it. I will say to my so you have many goods laid from take ease, eat, and drink. (laughs) Turn to your neighbor and say, woe unto them who are at ease in Zion. Yeah, that's what he wanted to do. (laughs) He said, I'm going to relax. I'm going to chill. It's time for me to cool down and rest. But the Bible says he was not rich towards God. If you look at this. Verse 17, this night your soul will be required of you whose those things be which you have provided. So he who lays up treasure for himself and is not, verse 21, and not rich towards God. You see, what will bring you into wealth, great wealth with God is diligence seeking. Somebody say diligence seeking. Yeah. Yeah, you have to seek God diligently to enrich. When you make investment and you do it occasionally, you will not grow in your investment. True of us, You put it there, and three months, you go for it. You put it there, three months, you go for it. You put it there, you lock it for five years, ten years. That is how the investment can grow. And it's the same thing in our work with God. If you are going to enrich our relationship with God, we cannot pursue God halfway. We need to pursue Him diligently. Somebody say pursue God diligently. Pursue God. Bible says God is a reward not of everybody but of them who diligently seek him. That's Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. He said, Now for without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently. May God reward you for your diligent pursuit. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. God rewards diligent seekers. When you seek him diligently, he will be found of you. May he be found of you. And number 12, a humble follower is not boastful about his position or accomplishment in life. May you have great accomplishment in life. Amen. May the grace of God exalt your horn like the horn of the unicorn. Amen. When you meet a humble follower, no matter how much they have accomplished for themselves, they are not boastful. They are not boastful. They don't boast of their accomplishment in their lives. Daniel chapter 4, verse 29 to 32. Let's read it together. One go. At the end of the 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of, of. Okay, verse 30. Let's go. Then the king spoke. And for the honor of mine, it has started. He started talking. <laughs> When you are boastful, the moment you start speaking, we will know. He said, Look at this Babylon which I have built by my mighty power for my royal majesty and honor. That's what he said. Is it not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? Now look at verse 31. He says, While the word was still in the king's mouth. While he was still speaking. Do you understand? While he didn't finish the sentence. While he was still making the sentence. God said, we will see who really got power here. So while he was still speaking. While he was still speaking. While he was still speaking. The Bible says, God came in. And God also spoke. You see? (laughs) He was speaking and bragging. When God spoke, his speaking ended. There are some people, when you speak, they may not talk. Because when you speak, the things you are speaking, intimidate them, beat them down, and they are not able to express themselves. But you must also understand that there is a supreme being. When he speaks, after you have spoken, you may not talk again. And his name is God Almighty. While the word was still in his mouth, a voice fell from heaven. Kindle to you it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from you. This man was speaking, he said he built it. He didn't know he could depart from him. He said, I built it by my mighty power. I have built it for my royal majesty. He says, it is departed from you. Verse 32. And they shall drive you from men. And your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like ozen. And seven times shall pass over you until you know. Somebody say, until you know. You see, you don't have to go through some experiences to know some things. You don't have to go through some experiences. He said, until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdoms of men and gives it to whomsoever he chooses. Until you know. (laughs) Until you know. Until you know that the Most High do rule. The experience he went through was not a very good experience. And he learned his lesson. When you go down, you'll see later on. Verse 33. That hour, the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men and ate grass like ozen. His body was wet with dew of heaven until his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like birds' claws. 34. Now let's listen. At the end of the time, I lifted my eyes where? And yeah. my understanding. And I blessed the most high and praised and honored him who lives forever for his dominion and his kingdom. Now you have seen that his kingdom is. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, when you are talking, be careful, be careful of boosting. Careful. Yeah. Do you know how I struggle to be where I am? Let's do verse five. He's praising God. Oh. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as, all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as, including me, who was telling you that I built, I am nothing now. What I have seen, I've realized that I am nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain his hand or say to him, What have you done? At the same time, my reason returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and splendor returned to me. My countless nobles resorted to me. I was restored to my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added to me. Why? Because he has learned his lesson. In the book of 1 Corinthians 4, verse 7, He said, what is it that you have that you didn't receive? You see, most of the time we boast because we feel that whatever we have or we have accomplished, we have accomplished it. By just our strength and by our might. He said, who makes you differ from another? What makes you so unique? What makes you so special? What makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? In other words, everything you have, your beauty, your height, your money, your wealth, your fame, your skill, your intelligence... Everything you have was given you. So that renders you incapable of boasting about anything because you owe nothing. Is that not the case? <laughs> In fact, when you read festival first Timothy, it says, for we brought nothing into this world. When you think of boasting of anything you have or anything you have accomplished, take your mind back. When you were born many years ago at ah, what you brought. Today, you have a car so you can brag. You have a house so you can talk down on people. You are in a certain position, but you brought nothing. You know, that picture never leaves my mind. It's a picture of nakedness when you are born and nakedness when you are going. Can you imagine that? When somebody dies and they put him in the morgue, they don't put anything on him. Just throw you in there like that. What you are born to is the same thing. You don't come with Visashi and all of those things. No, no, no. Come, you are smelling Jojo. No, no, no. You don't. You don't. You smell baby. You smell empty. You have just come raw and you shall go raw. Now, the biblical pictures that must keep us walking in humility at all times. When you read the scriptures and you maintain the pictures it creates on your mind, it keeps you. Like, for instance, if you can always imagine that a man who was in so much power was reduced to the status of an animal, that picture can help you. Do you understand what I'm saying? That picture can help. It shapes your life. It shapes your life. Number 13. A humble follower remembers where God picked him from. You see, there are things God does not forget and you must not forget. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you must not forget. God knows where he picked you from. One of the things that made Apostle Paul an excellent Apostle was the fact that he knew. He said, I I was formerly a blasphemer an injurious and a persecutor, but I obtained mercy. You must always see yourself as someone who has obtained mercy. Somebody say, I've obtained mercy. I have obtained mercy. Yeah, I've obtained mercy. It is mercy that has brought you where you are. It's mercy that will take you where you need to be. There is nowhere you will get to where you will not need God's mercy. And that must help you to walk in humility. Never forget where God picked you from. He remembers it so well. I said he remembers it so what? God remembers it so well. God remembers it so well. The moment you forget it, you will begin to feel big. Look at first Samuel chapter 15, 17 with me. (laughs) Saul had been elevated to the status of a king. And then he had become a big man. He said, Samuel told him this was when he was instructed to go and fix it. When you were little in your own eyes, were you not the head of the tribes of Israel? God picked Saul at the time he was little in his own eyes. The man had grown big. And all of a sudden, he had forgotten that God picked him as a little boy. Who didn't know much? But today, he has a lot of army to command. He has a lot of instruction. People around him, he can command them, tell them to do whatever. So, he had forgotten where God picked him from. Never, never, never forget. Turn to your neighbor and say, never forget. forget. Turn to your neighbor and say, never forget. forget. Yeah. In the book of Deuteronomy, God was bringing them out. And before he actually brought them out, he was warning them. Because it is easier for us to forget of a negative situation we've been in before. Sometimes we lose our empathy, we lose our compassion, we lose our sense of humanity. When we begin to feel that where we are, we are there because of who we are. Yeah, Deuteronomy 8:7. we are looking at humble followers who don't forget where God picked them from. That's why sometimes it's good that you keep some pictures. Turn to your neighbor and say, where are those pictures? Look at your wedding picture. 14 years ago. 10 years ago. 7 years ago. We all don't like those pictures, but we need to keep them. Turn to your neighbor and say, keep them. Yeah, keep them. Because when you keep them, when arrogance wants to enter your head, pick it to look at it. (laughs) Say, we have come (laughs) far.
0: Praise the Lord.
1: He said, for the Lord is bringing you into a good land. That's what God tells you. That's why he told them, remember, because I am bringing you into a good land. This is the good land. (laughs) It is working. It's working. It's working. Let's go. A land of what? A land of what? A land of brooks of water and of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and... Verse 8. A land... And of vines... Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A land... Now, when you, you are coming to a land, when you open one tin of milk, she and it's ah. When you get into that land, don't forget that so many years ago, <laughs> praise the Lord. He said, a land where you eat bread without scarsnets. Verse 10, when you are eating, and are full. Then you bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Verse 11. But beware. Somebody say beware. beware. That you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his command, his judgment and his status which I command thee. Okay. Less when you are, first of all, lest when you have eaten and are full and are built Uh Uh-huh. 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 Good. That's where it starts from. When you have nothing, it is very easy to be humble. The Bible says when all of these things are multiplied, if you forget that you didn't have anything before, if you forget that you used to beg for transportation before, if you forget that... Then your heart will be lifted. If you ask anybody who is high up there and is working in humility, there are things they don't forget. And it's not like they can't forget, they have chosen not to forget. Because the moment you forget them, pride will just set in. May we not forget the things we don't have to forget. Amen. Number 14 a humble follower is a thankful follower. Somebody says he's a thankful follower. Do you know that the ability to say thank you is a sign of humility? <laughs> The ability to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Bible said it's a good thing to give thanks. It's a good thing to God. Yeah. Give thanks. It's a good thing to give thanks. And 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will. You have to learn to say thank you. Turn to your neighbors and say, learn to say, thank you. learn to say thank you. Yeah. Proud people don't want you to know that somebody helped them. That's why they don't say thank you. So there's nobody they refer to, there's nobody they say thank you to because they are self-made. Nobody made any input into their lives. They just arrived. They were packaged and delivered straight from heaven with no human contribution. So they don't owe thank you to anybody. When you see that you lack the ability to freely say thank you, it's a sign that arrogance has eaten you up. Second Chronicles chapter 32 verse 25. But Hezekiah was so proud that he refused to thank God for everything. Can you see that? He was so what? Uh He was so proud that he refused to thank God for everything he had done for him. When you wake up in the morning, don't just pick up your phone and just get up and go and brush your teeth. For his law. Some people have a better version of the phone you are using. And their hand. The moment they woke up, they couldn't even stretch their hand again to lift it up. When you wake up from bed the first thing you want to learn to say is thank you for another day. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You should learn to be grateful to God at all times. When pride eats us up, we are not able to say thank you. Say thank you to people God uses to bless you. Say thank you. Thank you to your spouse. Thank you to your friends. Thank you to your associates. Thank you. You must always learn to watch out and express gratitude. It's a sign of humility. It's a sign of what? is a sign of humility thankfulness and gratitude opens doors don't just take things for granted yes it's your husband's duty to make food available money available but when he makes it available learn to say thank you because there are some others also they know it's their responsibility but they don't have it to make it available okay it's my responsibility if i don't have it what happens Let's not take one another for granted. Let's not take the kindness that we receive through the help of God and through the help of others for granted. Let's learn to be grateful. I saw this scripture in Jeremiah and it frightened me. Look at this. Jeremiah chapter 13 verse 15 to 17. He said, hear and give ear. Do not be proud for the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord before he causes, before he causes what? Yeah, give glory to the Lord. Be thankful to him before he causes darkness. And before your feet stumble on the mountain. You know, you just lift up your legs like this. Lift up your hands. You come to church. they say, let's lift up your hands. You can freely lift up your hands. And you are not grateful to God. Some people need to be aided before they can. They want to lift their hands up. But they cannot without being aided. Some people are struggling to turn. One side they can't turn it. The whole part of their body is immobilized and they can't turn it. Let's learn to be grateful. He like said, Before your feet stumble on the dark. And while you are looking for light, it turns it into a shadow of death and makes a dense darkness. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not. Turn to your name and say, Forget not. Say, forget not. Say forget not. Forget yeah. Not. When you forget, you cannot be thankful. But when you remember, you are always able to give thanks to God. I like the songwriter who wrote a song and say, Yeah, because God blesses us, but he does so through men. And while it behoves on us to give glory to God, we need to acknowledge that the people who have helped us, we appreciate the help we have received from them. Lift up your hands and begin to ask God that these attributes of humility will manifest themselves in your life. My life, My life will never,
0: never be it will never Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30am to 11am for our Good News service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6pm to 8pm. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Tataranabaut, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube page.